You are listening to Mom's Back to Business podcast. This podcast is for mothers who are thinking about starting a business, running a business, and offering tools and tips for everything in between. Let's start the show. Mom's Back to Business podcast is brought to you by The Admin Source Firm, where we help improve and automate your business processes so you can focus on growing your business. If you find yourself working on your administration more than working in your business, go ahead and visit adminsourcefirm.com and see how we can help you streamline your processes so you can get back to generating the revenue. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Mom's Back to Business Podcast. This is your host, Kanitha, and this is episode 11. Whoop, whoop, chucking along, people, chucking along. All right, and today I wanted to share with you guys a conversation that I had with Dr. Lindsay Kellen Weisner. Um, she is a YouTuber, and she's on YouTube as Dr. Lindsay Kellen Weisner. Um, she is a podcast host of The Neurotic Nourishment, and she's also a writer of the book, The 10 Steps to Finding Happy. Take a listen to what we talked about because I really wanted to get her um, just input and just a real raw talk about being a mom and going through some of the um, the daily stresses and also the mental illness and identifying that in our children. And she brings a real raw, true story to the podcast that I truly appreciate. So I hope that some of the tips that she gives helps you guys out as well as much as it helped me. So take a listen and enjoy. All right. Thank you, Lindsay, for joining me tonight. Um, Usually I want to get into talking about how you handle being a mother, a writer, a podcast host, a psychologist. Not well. (laughs) (laughs) But um, because of your profession and your career, um, I actually want to talk about a little bit more about what you do and some tips that you may have for some of us who are struggling to keep our sanity Okay. So before we begin, yes. <laughs> um, let's talk about kind of you as a mom. Like how many kids do you have and how do you manage your days? Sure. First of all, thank you so much. Um, I'm so excited. Um, we have had a typical mom experience trying to connect and I think that makes us all the more special. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, I remember the, um, as a podcaster and as a guest, I remember the the struggle buses more than I remember the others. Cause if it's easy, it's not memorable. So True. Um, I'm True. excited and thank you for having me. I have a daughter who is turning nine in a few days, depending on when you air this, but um, she is turning nine. She loves that her birthday is in the winter because it might snow. If it does, I will make her hot chocolate and there are no bees. Mm. Nice. I know I hate the cold, but whatever, fine for her. <laughs> and I also have an 11 year old son can take cardboard and make it into a masterpiece. This kid is amazing. Nice. So that's that's it for me. And I know that we have discussed off air that we have similarly aged children, but you have two boys. Yes. So have you hit the teenage years or the preteen years yet with your oldest? We have not. And that is, um, we have no pubes, if that's what you're asking. (laughs) No, but I hear they're coming. I hear they're coming. No, no, no. And he also doesn't mind, like, if I'm getting out of the shower and he walks in, he's not, like, embarrassed. He's like, okay, anyway, you know, (laughs) like, um, so I think I spoiled him for life regarding women. But, um, how are these teenage years? I hear that. When is your 
your son is 11 or 12? My youngest is 10. He'll be 11 in March. Okay. And my oldest is 13. Oh, 14 no. in June. And um, he just went from the cutest little boy to where you just want to give him hugs and squeeze his cheeks to this like thing. Oh, <laughs> does he smell? He smells. He <laughs> works out. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. The working he, out is kind of cool, but like the smelling is ugh. Yes. And so sometimes he'll, they'll both like crawl into my bed and we'll do like family movie nights. Cause when they were younger, we used to do Same. family movie nights in yeah. my bed. And so now I'm like, you have to go take a shower. <laughs> get in my bed. By the way, we do family movie nights in my house, but we also, um, we play a game of some sort to like, mm -hmm. the, and the winner chooses the movie. It used to be Uno or, um, do you remember the game Asshole from college? Did you ever play no. that? No. Okay. It's, um, <laughs> it's a cool name. It's a, a cool game with a bad name, but we changed it to A-Man. It's only in like less three We've been playing for years. It's uh, whatever. We taught them spades, which I still don't understand. But we, we play games and the, the winner of the game gets to choose the movie. But we still do that and they still get into my bed. But now the rule is... My son has to make my bed in the morning and do yes. the dishes. I'm kind of a horrible parent, come to think of it. <laughs> you know, I actually read an article that said children who, well, didn't read the article, just the headline. I'm fine with that. And I am <laughs> fine with that because honestly, most of the time the headline is made up and the article has nothing to do with it. Exactly. So the article headline was children who do chores grow up to be better adults. I agree with that. <laughs> I mean, I will agree with that in theory, but what? Better, what is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, first of all, let's define better. And second of all, let's define chores. Like um, right now, my son is in charge of the dishes. My daughter replaces the garbage bags because my husband never does and it annoys the bajoodles out of me. But um, uh, that's not really a chore. Like I'm still walking around after them cleaning everything up. So. You know, I am so happy that you said that because I feel like sometimes I'm losing my mind when they clean up the kitchen and I still go in after them and clean up the kitchen. I'm sorry. You said sometimes that's weird to me because I, <laughs> All the I, <laughs> I literally walk around like a crazy woman. And then uh, my husband and I both have busy schedules, but they're like opposing schedules. So like, it's like okay. a tag, you know, um, literally it's dribble and pass. It's like, you know, <laughs> and so he's a psychologist and a lawyer. And so we have, um, oh, and he's totally off the grid social media wise. So needless to say, it's complicated, but we, um, it's very confusing and he's very kind and he does. So he, um, folds the laundry which nice. is like my dreaded task. And, but he doesn't understand why when he comes home, like the dishes aren't put away. And the answer is because I just got home three minutes before you. So this is very confusing to all of us. <laughs> <laughs> We're all just winging it all, right? Going um, tell me, because I don't know. And how's the co-parenting going? Um, you know, so for me, I feel like um, the load is a lot on me. 
But I like that because guess I what? Like <laughs> it is. <laughs> it I'm is, not- and I I don't know if it's. I'm not. To, I'm not like to, um, diminishing what it what it's like for you, but I have to tell you, like I have not met a single woman who doesn't feel like that. So, even when I was married, I felt that too. So oh, yes, and also like one. Um, actually, a few months ago, one day I posted on my Instagram account everything I did for the kids that day, and it was more like a vengeance, like. <laughs> you don't know what I do, but here's what I do. I never showed it to him. I never bothered. But I think as women, we take on more of the responsibility. Why do we do that? We're Why do we feel the need <laughs> to take care of everything? Because we are literally biologically programmed. It is our job biologically. And that doesn't mean we can't have other jobs, but but I think it's a female thing. And Hopefully, at the end, it ends up being a girl power thing. Yeah. Girl power. <laughs> world going, yes. <laughs> so you are also the writer of... Um, 10 Steps to Finding Happy. Yes, 10 Steps to Finding Happy. Now, is this book already released? No, you can pre-order it on Amazon. I will give you the link for your show notes. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> Um, but it is called 10 steps to finding happy, a guide to permanent satisfaction. And just to make you feel better, I had to literally look down to see it's a complicated title. One I did not come up with. And in retrospect, I adore my co-author, but I think I would have titled it 10 steps to finding happier because I think Expecting happy is like expecting not to be bored. It is a privileged luxury. And I think we should have to work for it a little. So that's interesting that you say that because I was going to say or ask, how do you or how does someone define happy? Because I don't think that it's the same for everyone. Okay. You have literally just ruined the opportunity to come as a guest on my podcast. (laughs) No, so sorry. (laughs) No, so cut it. It's over. We're out. Um, (laughs) That is actually the one question I ask every guest on my podcast. You are still welcome to come on, as you know. I mean, I feel like we've grown so close over these last last (laughs) 8,000 attempts to make this connection work, um, thanks to our tech-tardedness, or my tech-tardedness. But um, I think everyone defines it differently. Which is why it's uh, my co-author, Selene Castrovia. She is a pretty well-established young adults author, not like Stephanie Myers in the Twilight series, which embarrassingly is in my bookshelf. But Stephanie Meyer is a really good author, just not in those books. But anyways, um, she also writes some adult books. And some, if your kids ever start learning about the when your kids learn about the American Revolution, because I don't know when they do it in your school, in ours, I think it was fourth grade. Though. But my co-author writes some fantastic books that are easy to understand, and my kids fell in love with her. Um, and she used to drive a purple car, so my daughter was all into that. Me too! Da- my very first car was purple. It was a purple Ford Probe. Shut up. Who drives a purple car? <laughs> <laughs> You're also wearing a purple shirt, I should tell our listeners. Well, today, yes. <laughs> yeah. Nonetheless, that's pretty cool. Um, but that was my daughter's favorite, one of her favorite things about um, my co-author, Selene. She's become a very good friend of mine, and 
her niece is the same age as my son, which is kind of how we met and connected. Like it was on Twitter and then we were like, oh my God. But uh, it's a complicated journey. Okay. I mean, I, I, I don't know what else to say. Like there are several steps along the way and the way I fell into this, cause I, I've never read a self-help book. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you? <laughs> have you? I have. So, uh, well, when I say self-help, I, I think of things like the four hour work week, but, um, I think I read the Joel Osteen, but I didn't finish it like your best life now, but that's yeah. about the extent. <laughs> I started The Secret and then I don't like vision boards. I'm sorry. Um, I mean, I've read a lot of nonfiction psych books, but those like, I like reading about other psychologists' experience. I like reading about research and it's not like I'm judgy about self-help books. It's just never come into my lap. Um, My husband actually has been writing a self-help book recently, but it's more like pop psychology I didn't think I would have any, I never thought that this would be what I did. In 2013, December 2013, my mother-in-law passed away unexpectedly. And then I had several other losses, one of which was my cat, which will make me cry with patients in therapy every time, go figure. And um, started writing a lot to like vent and get Mm -hmm. my emotions out so that I could function for my young children. And at some point I, I entered a online contest. It was for Cosmo magazine. And I know that's why I like to brag. There was no mention, (laughs) there was no mention of blowjobs shockingly. And I won the contest. It was a, the first ever and the last Cosmo Fiction contest. And I won and I got an agent and she only does fiction. This led me to Selene. And two years ago, she asked me if I could take a look at her book and tell her what I thought. And I thought it was great, but I could back it up with science. Nice. So balls to the wall. I asked her if I could be her co-author. And shockingly, she said yes, because she's brilliant and doesn't need me. But that is how all this came about. Nice, nice. So you mentioned that you also go to therapy, right? Uh, Absolutely. So you highly recommend therapy. I really liked certain aspects of what was taught. It was more like Freudian, lay on a couch, Mm -hmm. rather than let's establish goals and like – figure out how to achieve them. Why? Probably because my childhood was complicated. And so I wanted to examine that more than I wanted to make changes. Like I felt like that was a necessary prerequisite. So I went to a postdoc program and I, uh, the requirement of the pro- postdoc program, like postdoctorate, was 500 hours of four times a week therapy or more. So let me assure you, there was a time when I felt like I could pee and tell you why I peed and blame it on my (laughs) parents, you know? (laughs) So yes, and now I am in and out of therapy depending on my need and the time. I don't think therapy has to be constant. I think it has to be based on what you need and when you need it. Okay, nice. I like that because when I was seeing a therapist, it was, you know, come back every two weeks, you know, and two weeks. Yeah. 
My minimum is one week. And if I can get you in twice a week, we can do real work, but fine. Really? So yeah, every once every two weeks um, is kind of what we did. And then I just kind of went from, I don't feel like going to now I haven't been in a year. Yeah, but maybe she wasn't a match. He or she wasn't a match. Every therapist is not for every patient. But I have patients that I watched get engaged and are now back with me, came back for the first child and like postpartum and then came back with the second and like the second after the second kid for different issues. And like you're smiling because I'm smiling and it's amazing. I have siblings where I helped one and then he passed me on to the other. Like I get to see I'm in a small town and I get to see my small town grow up and hope that I do my best to help them. It's, nice. it's, it's fantastic. I love my job. Nice. Nice. I do want to talk about depression as well, because it's something that I battled with last year. Can you try new things? Cause that increases your happy hormones. And let me tell you something, the little itty bitty things that I've done that like don't amount to a hill of beans, but they do kind of make me happier. I'm already I've- sad that you said your shit doesn't amount to a hill of beans. <laughs> Well, so I've been parking on the third floor in the parking garage and it makes me happy. Because you get to walk up. Well, do you walk up or down or? I take the elevator. Mm, (laughs) Is there a cute person there? No, it's just a new floor and I like it. And then I realized today as I was going into work because um, a few months ago we moved like um, floors in my building. And so I'm on the third floor in the building. And so now I'm parking on the third floor. of Because it's garage. new. Because it's new. Yes. Yep. Trying yeah, new exciting. things. Yep. Trying new things literally fires the synapses and neurotransmitters and scientific shit in your brain and makes you happier. Yes. And so I want to do little things like that to keep me happy. Do you want to hear one more thing? Of course. Get rid of shit in your life that isn't working. You know, you know what it is. You don't have to tell me. You don't have to tell your audience, but there's something that isn't working. And I don't mean like Marie Kondo, Kondo, whatever, because oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, um, uh, my house, please, when we moved, I found that my husband had like 16 bags of mail and like Dwayne Reed size <laughs> bag. I was like, what is this? And yet I move on. Um, but find something that makes you happy. Find something new. Take a class. Um, oh, I got, uh, I got my list next to me. Because someone asked me to do the 10 steps. And I was like, fuck, I have to write them down. Um, oh, find your passion and purpose. Mm-hmm. Yes. This I might like be this. it. I, like I know. Great. <laughs> I'm very excited because I think your podcast is going to go amazing places. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I love doing it. So another thing I wanted to ask you is one of the things that we've dealt with this year is because, like you said, I don't have spare time. I am in a incubator for my business. Um, I do this podcast. And so one thing I feel really guilty of is not being there for my kids. So what do you do? do or what do you know works as far as checking in on your kids mental health where do i start this so one of my children was put on meds about six seven months ago and it was very difficult for us and he very much very much needed it but um 
I've already seen such differences and it, it definitely hurt me as a mom that I have not done enough to protect my child from mental health issues. However, can we? No, I don't think so. I mean, uh, uh, I think it's kind of my fault. I've always known that he was ADD or ADHD. Mm-hmm. And then he started expressing some real depressive, anxious symptoms that as a shrink, I recognized. And so I, I took him to a therapist, had him assessed. And the answer was, yeah, your kid's really fucked up. Like he's super depressed, super anxious, and super ADHD. And can you fill out these parent forms? And when I filled them out, I was like, fuck, this is me. Do you you think that there was anything you could have done differently to help your child? Yeah. um, Get another egg donor. I mean, I think he got it from me. But I also think that I was more anxious when he was born. You know, when my second was born, I was less anxious and the pediatrician was like, okay, so when it's bad flu season, it's always bad flu season. And when my son was like, like I had to pick him up from nursery school, my, um, the pediatrician who I am going to marry when my husband dies, that's another issue. He's an Orthodox grandfather. Um, oh. Yeah, it's fine. He will tell me my kids are okay. (laughs) So he said, um, uh, before your son leaves the school, make sure he, you know, washes with soap, his hands and face thoroughly, and also like change his shirt. And my daughter got meningitis at eight weeks. She had a seizure. We were in the hospital for a week. And ultimately, like, there was nothing I could do. I mean, I know that now. I'm the, I was the most anxious parent ever. And so about six months later, when I realized I was worried about a fire on a bus, my best friend told me to start meds, and I did, and I'm good with it. And um, I started Cymbalta or Celexa, whatever, for anxiety. And then when my son, when we started looking at him and I started registering these things, I was like, well, what would it be like if I didn't have this and I started ADHD meds and lo and behold, I'm a fucking genius. I would probably be president right now if not. Right. Mm, another story altogether, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do think therapy is important. I, I think it should be legally required as a therapist to go to therapy. I think that um, humorously, my daughter is kind of like, a rock star has been like, I want to, I want a feelings doctor. And I was like, bitch, you don't need a feelings doctor. <laughs> like if you could express that you don't. And so I sent her to the school social worker who called me and was like, so can we have her in our peer support group so she can help other people? I was like, oh, wow. yeah, I was like, that's fine, but just tell her you're helping her. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I, like you, need to learn to do, like, draw better boundaries. I literally have been, I, someone says, oh, I can come on your podcast. I'm like, yes. Um, neurotic Nourishment Podcast plug. But, um, <laughs> but the truth is I looked at my, like, tonight I was like, I got to draw better boundaries. Like, there has to be a way. And I had a conversation with my kids and 
uh, again, so an 11 and nine year old, they're both extremely mature. And I was like, what do you guys think is okay? And what is not? And the ultimate answer was like between three and eight, I should not be podcasting. My book's coming out in March. And so I am trying to promote the shit out of it. Um, also, it doesn't help that my co-host, her long-term on-again, off-again boyfriend died suddenly. And so, yeah, sorry. And so it's all about me. Um, I should have told you that off the air, but your face is priceless. Uh, <laughs> but the point is, like, there have been times we're promoting a book on happiness, and there have been times when she or I would like, fuck it, I can't meet. So in order for me to keep going in the long term, in order for my, my message, my brand, more than my book, because um, I cannot be honest enough that in the course of working on this book, I've found a deeper purpose. And it's fantastic. I know what it's from. It's based on my childhood. It's based on my family. And it's based on the things that I was told never to talk about. Now I'm an adult and I want to talk about it. Someone asked me the other day, I was on the Silver Lining podcast with Danielle Atkinson, and she was like, what's your self-care? I was like, podcasting. Like, that's it. Like, connecting to other people. That's one of my questions to ask you. (laughs) (gasps) I'm sorry. It's podcasting. No, you're totally fine. It's podcasting. Well, what's yours? Um, So my self-care... Please do not say masturbation. It's probably not good in this, but I don't know. <laughs> that too. But whatever. It varies. It totally varies. So it just kind of depends on what mood I'm in. So I don't have like a set routine I do for self-care. It's just the moment that I stop and I step away and do whatever the fuck I want to do for that, you know, however amount of time. I think if you have a set routine for self-care, you're making it up. Not you specifically, but I, I just feel like, God, we're all trying to be perfect and it's annoying as fuck. And like, I spend a lot of time talking about myself and my goals and my purpose and wanting people to do better and be better and believe better. And so somewhere along the line, I started thinking that I could do better and be better and believe better. So now... You're stuck with me, like, pushing this message, and um, it's kind of cool. So when you say be better, is that, like, is that ever ending? Do you always strive, like, should that be, like, a lifelong journey to better yourself? I also think we all want to be better than we are, and I kind of have this fantasy that, like, um, if I didn't drink a glass of whiskey at night, perhaps I would wake up at 5 a.m. and work out for two hours and lose weight and be, but it's not like a thing. I mean, I, uh, listen, I'm going to be a gorgeous lady sometime, but, uh, you know, like, I think we set these un- unreasonable expectations. I struggle with the idea of bettering myself. What? does the end look like that I have to keep striving for bettering or acceptance? Should I just accept myself? What's the struggle? Like, what's the struggle and what's the specific? 
So the struggle is always continue to better myself or accept who I am and live life without having to feel like I'm not living up to a certain standard to where I need to keep working on myself. Just accept myself. And there's days that I go back and forth because here's the problem. At what point do you go easy on yourself? Exactly. So why do I have to say in order for me to be successful, this is what I need to look like? Why can't I say I'm successful right now? You don't. I'm happy right now. And the good things that keep going from what I'm doing, it's just a bonus. You choose to do this probably based on something from your childhood that I will not explore because that's not the topic, but also you (laughs) choose to continue this. Like, um, my childhood was fucked up and I think I'm doing a badass job. Um, I don't weigh what I wanted to weigh. I don't look like what I wanted to look like. I, I do the best I can. And um, the numbers that I get back from whatever social media platform are not as good as I want them to be. But you know what? (sighs) I have passion. I have purpose. And tomorrow's another day. So fuck you all. (laughs) Exactly. Sorry. I like that. Like, I like that. Keep going regardless, right? You're not going to give up because your passion and purpose. Your passion and purpose basically is what is thriving you to keep going. Like it feels good. It's parking on the third floor. It makes you happy. I'm right? going gonna, gonna to try. And when I get upset or scared or hesitant, I'm going to reach out to the people that I've met and been like, hey, I feel like garbage. Tell me again that I can do it. Absolutely. You should and- have a circle like that. I do, and now you're part of that circle. Woohoo, of course. That's what I'm here for, boo. I'm here for you to encourage <laughs> and to build this circle so we can all do it because we all struggle. And that's one thing that I wanted this podcast to be was I didn't want it to be pretty shit, okay? I didn't want it to be, oh, glitz and glamour and being a mompreneur is great because I don't fucking know and I don't have a clue what I'm doing. <laughs> so, oh, I think pretty shit is garbage, but whatever. If right? you want pretty shit, I wouldn't have asked to come I on don't here. want pretty shit I want shit I want real good the news raw, the rugged right you have shit we have shit and like I think you're doing a great job telling people where they like how to find help where to find help and when they don't need to find help they can just be like yeah I'm a badass and I fuck this up and let's move on yeah exactly I think you made it once well not made it but it's a good place to be in once you can say that you, you, not me. Stop it. <laughs> Once, generically speaking, generally speaking. Generally. Once I have, say it. Once you what? No, you say it. Once I have made it. Once I have made it. <laughs> <laughs> and then the rest of that. It'll be a good place to be. It's I a know. good place to be in. It's a good place to be. You're doing a great job. Thank you so much. And it's good to hear that. So thank you. Well, I mean, we listen, our friendship has lasted four days and um, <laughs> all sorts of uh, random crap has gone wrong. And yet we both think that the other person is worth connecting. So that's pretty, absolutely. it's pretty fucking important, you know? Absolutely. So before we go ahead and end this, I don't know how long we've been recording, but I've loved this whole conversation. Um, 
where can you be found online if someone would like to reach out to you? Who would like to reach out? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> all right. So please follow me at uh, Psych Shrink Mom on Instagram. Also at Neurotic Nourishment or hashtag Neurotic Nourishment Podcast at 10 Steps Finding Happy. And I just started a YouTube channel and I have no idea what YouTube is, but it's um, Dr. Lindsay Callen Wisner. And that's all I got. Because, oh, wait, Twitter, Twitter at Lindsay S. Callen, K A L L E N. Do not ask, do not judge. It was a long time ago, so. That's quite all right. You're. Instagram because I've stalked you also. <gasps> Stop <laughs> it. Really? Okay, go on. Your Instagram, I think, has a lot of everything I love about mental health and fuck it. And we're all moms. We're all working, right? I'm really and good at fuck it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> not everything. Oh, but perfect. thank you. And thank you for stalking I me. It. I appreciate it. My pleasure. My pleasure. <laughs> so you all should listen to this episode of Follow the Neurotic Nourishment Podcast and Believe in yourself because it's kind of a thing. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, love. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to my podcast today and hearing my story where I am trying to inspire moms to get back to business. See you next week.